Hi there. Welcome to episode 70 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a song from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It's called Frosty Fruits, and what it has in common with the rest of the songs we're listening to tonight is that it's all about the cold. Grab a scarf and get warm by the fire because it's time for the fourth annual Waveback Winter Special. Well, hi, Matt. How the heck are you? <laughs> you know, all things considered, I'm pretty decent. I'm glad you're, you know, decent. I would hate for you to be indecent while recording. And yourself? Oh, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I still, uh, for the last podcast of the year, I still have a cough. Um, but you know what? It is, it is what it is. And, uh, I'm happy to be doing our winter special. Yeah, absolutely. Fourth annual, my second. It's, uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. I've always, I always enjoy doing these episodes and this one's, this one's particularly special, uh, because, uh, I picked, I picked a handful of tracks that I'm a fan of, but the rest of the playlist is all listener requests, yep. uh, which I, uh, most, many of which I had never heard before they were suggested. Uh, these listener requests were sent to us over on our, uh, uh, Facebook forum, uh, which is a lot of fun. We have some some fun conversations about video game music there. So if you want to check that out and you're on Facebook, just give us a search, request to be uh, added, and we will approve you straight away <laughs> because that's what we do. So um, we've got ourselves a packed evening. We're going to be playing one more track than we typically do, but it's just because we had some really good requests. So uh, let's get to work, huh? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Make the donuts. All right. Make snow donuts. donuts. Snow nuts. Snow that, nuts. That didn't work. Yeah, no, not <laughs> even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our first song was a pick from uh, uh, one of my picks, uh, and it comes from a game that I was really happy to play this year called Blossom Tales. It's a uh, uh, basically a love letter to the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, uh, and I really, really had a good time with it. This this song is called Frost Zone. Uh, it's from a cold area in the game. I know. Go figure. <laughs> it's very, very descriptive. Uh, the the music is done by a, a gentleman who goes by the name of Visager, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I haven't really listened to much else by uh, him before, but I do know that uh, the music in Blossom Tales made me very happy. Um, it is, uh, it's not, uh, all of it isn't amazing, but uh, several of the tracks really <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell that. I'm not putting that in the show notes. Um, so this first one is called Frost Zone. Uh, again, one that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. It's nice. So uh, let's go ahead and, and kick things off in this wintry wonderland with Frost Zone from Blossom Tales. Thank you. 
was Frost Zone from Blossom Tales by Visager. So what'd you think of that one, Matt? That was beautiful, actually. I liked right. it a lot. Yeah, I really, I really like the um, the kind of, I guess, unconventional loop it has at the end, mm-hmm. where it just kind of, you almost lose track of the rhythm until it comes back in with the, the main, duh, 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 just kind of get, get, gets you right back into it. But that's it's really good. It's really good cold music. <laughs> uh, it's it's very quintessential cold music. It does all the right things with just the right instrument choices. It's very, you know, kind of distant, kind of hollow, very echoey to an extent. You know, just very like sparse, you're in a nice cave. Where it like needs sparse. To be. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's very sparse. Um, and nice, nice track. Yeah. Now this being my second one, and you know, I talk a lot about the uh, tone of things. Um, I don't know that this was entirely a conventional, uh, I guess, wintery song, but it definitely invoked it. I don't know that the tone was totally like some stuff we're accustomed to or some stuff we'd bring up uh, normally. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't have like your your jingly bells and stuff like that. It's more it's more of a desolate cold than a yeah. winter wonderland kind of thing. Yeah, frozen desert stuff. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Fantastic track, beautiful. I, I was actually looking at some stills of the game because I I'm not familiar. I'm I'm eager to play this. Uh, you really should be. Uh, it's it's an excellent game. I I talked about it a lot on the Stone Age Gamer podcast this year. Uh, just because it, it it was one it was it was very similar to the way I played Axiom Verge, where uh, everyone said this game is basically a link to the past, just like Axiom Verge. People said this is basically Metroid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went in with a, a certain level of expectations because you say this is basically a link to the past, like a level pack for a link to the past. Mm-hmm. You have a certain expectation of the way it's going to play. Yeah. Um, and until I really kind of wrapped my head around what this game did that was unique from a link to the past, mm-hmm. um, I was you know kind of disappointed by it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. But once I really learned to appreciate it for what it was instead of what it wasn't, uh, it actually really carves out very much of its own name for itself um not to stray too far off the beaten path yeah. of the uh the the music itself but one of my favorite things that the game does is it's being told uh um princess bride style you know like it's a <laughs> grandfather by the fireplace telling these two kids the yeah. story and uh there are several points in the game where the grandfather forgets what the story is and uh, you have to decide, like, are you know, what were you attacked by? A bunch of wizards or a bunch of skeletons? And whichever one you pick, that's what attacks you. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's pretty cool. It's really really clever. It's, uh, the game's got a lot of charm. I really hope there's a sequel to it because um, it's it's a great game. And and the whole development team, uh, the 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 fact that the Switch version sold super well basically saved the company like the switch game the switch version of blossom tales was like that was it for them if this didn't sell then they were how they had oh, to wow. fold uh and then it wound up doing insanely well and uh now they're okay so nice it's it's it really look into this game blossom it, tales it's a it ends well i like it it ends well it came out <laughs> it came out like december 24 28th or something of last year like it came out right before the end of 2017 so um uh, I, I highly recommend checking this one out. It's on my to-do list. Cool, man. All and right. Speaking this, of to-do. To-do. This next one is, uh, well, this is a track that uh, I, I assume we're all familiar with in some way, shape, or form. Right, yeah. Matt? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So this was, uh, was, was going to be our first listener request. This comes from uh, my, my good friend Chris Chung, uh, who suggested that we listen to Chill Penguin Stage from Mega Man X. Uh, this is by Setsuo, uh, well, 
I don't know exactly which one of these wrote uh, these people wrote the soundtrack because uh, this particular track because there's uh, five names attached to the Mega Man X soundtrack. I don't know who wrote what, but uh, the names attached are Setsuo Yamamoto, Makoto Tomozawa, uh, Yuki Iaoi, Yuko Takehara, and Toki Toshihiko Horiyama. Nice. Um, one of these people, or all of these people, wrote this wonderful song. Um, it is a this is a a very different kind of cold song from Frost Zone. It's yeah. a lot more energetic, uh, as Mega Man music typically is. True. Um, but it's 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 great. It it reminds me of Cold for all the right reasons. And <laughs> well, I mean, the Mega Man X soundtrack is awesome. Was this, this is like our our second episode of the show? I think was Mega mm-hmm. Man X. Like this, we haven't listened to Mega Man X on here for a while, so I'm I'm excited to to dive in. So let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's listen to Chill Penguin. Enjoy. Unforgettable chill penguin stage for Mega Man X. It almost feels like a request, like chill penguin. Chill penguin? <laughs> crazy. Why are you making giant ice sculptures of yourself? Why is there a why is there a handle at the top of your room that blows snow? Uh, There's a lot I have a lot of questions lot of, yeah, about your daily life. <laughs> More questions than there are answers, man. What's that about? <laughs> I, this was uh, this was the first stage that I ever played in Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, besides the intro highway stage, um, but this was the first Robot Master I ever picked, um, and it is the, the always the first stage that I play because it's the one that you get the the speed boots from. Um, I, I love this stage. I love this song. I love this. This song is so good. The the crazy staccato bass that like, yes that's just that's such an insane move to have the bass match that kind of twinkly thing in the beginning mm-hmm. there having the bass just match that is that could have sounded so goofy with a different instrument but the, it was just because it's such a nice clean um like straight bass note no slap involved or anything like that it it didn't sound as as goofy unless you're really really paying attention for it but it's I, just a lot to love I think uh, I think the bass line is actually my favorite part of the whole piece. It's pretty prominent, actually. Um, mm-hmm. The other the other part that really kind of catches me off guard every time uh, it cycles through is that uh, and it goes from pans left to right, fast, left to right, left to right. And oh yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So if you guys are listening, 
I don't know, in headphones you'll hear it. Maybe if you're in a car, you might hear it. Uh, but definitely give this give this track a re-listen if you're not, so you can hear that kind of... Because, you know, you don't get a lot of that in uh, video game music, very spatial awareness and, and use of the 3D uh, sonic sphere, I suppose. You to- did a lot in Super Nintendo and Game Boy. Um, a lot of other stuff, not so much. Yeah, and that's a shame. Like I, I like, uh, I like a listening to records, you know, music, bands, stuff like that, where they they mess around with frequencies and they give you this faux 3D spatial, and then they do panning and stuff. I like that. That's to me, that's part of mixing and and mastering and engineering and stuff. But you know, not to get too off topic, but it's yeah. it's cool to see that in 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 this track. And again, it's a little um, catches you off guard a little. Yeah, and it's it's a small touch, and the the track works just as well without it. Sure. But when you once you when you actually hear it, like I remember actually hearing that for the first time when I when I was uh, younger, I, I had a, a an older stereo system that my my dad had for some reason, like just this giant weirdo boombox thing, <laughs> uh, and the speakers came off, and I put them like on opposite sides of the room, and I bought all this extra cable, and I yeah. I like electrical taped. The, the wires with like extra cable to get them on the opposite side yeah. of the room That's to kind awesome. of do a makeshift surround sound. Yep. And it also had, you know, the, the left and right audio inputs. And um, I remember plugging in, I, I did this wacky experiment around when Donkey Kong Country 2 came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember plugging in um, with uh, plugging in the, the left and right audio in there and letting that game play. And it was the, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the track, but it's the early on in the game when you're climbing up all the ropes uh, mm-hmm. on, and there's like a storm in the background. I was like, oh, my God, like there's like a crazy stereo effect going on. Yeah. And then I was later playing this game again because I loved Mega Man X and I noticed that effect panning across my room like, whoa, <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah, I, I do. I really love it when that stuff does that. And we've we've got to do more Virtual Boy episodes because Virtual Boy is just just covered in that kind of stuff. Um, there's a, there's a lot of that. But don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, I will. You All better right. believe it. <laughs> I'll put up a fight. Speaking of threatening you with a good time, <laughs> yeah. it's time to move on to our next track. This is uh this is another one of my picks. Um, now I do have to say that I only picked two David Wise tracks for today, but there is a third one that was a listener request. So you can't blame me for that. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's <laughs> my story, and I'm sticking to it. But this one, this one was all me. I actually picked this one. Um, this was one of the ones that just barely didn't make my list for last year, so it was one of the the easiest picks I made for this year. Uh, and that is Arctic Cavern from Battletoads for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, this is, uh, of course, by David Wise, known for stuff like Wizards and Warriors, Donkey Kong Country, and me constantly praising him on this podcast. <laughs> uh, these are uh, th- one of the things I love so much about Battletoads is that it's so different from stage to stage. Yeah. Um, if I would love to have some sort of, uh, I guess, modern remake of this one, because you know that whatever that new one that they're making on Xbox One scares the crap out of me, because mm. I, I I don't know I don't trust. Rare at this, what's left of rare to do good things anymore. Um, but uh, if I would love to just see a fresh take on this one that just kind of cleans up a little bit of the absurd difficulty in this game because I mean, it's it's one of those games that's too hard. And I yeah. like me, I like me a challenge, but this one's just like, okay, you've you've gone around the bend on this one. <laughs> this is a little too nuts. But the the Arctic Cavern stage is, um, I believe it's level four, it comes right after the um the the speeder bike level that nobody can beat 
so so most people probably never got to it. I, yeah, this is this is the this is probably the first stage that nobody could get to because you know the first stage is a walk through the park. The second stage, uh, you can accidentally kill yourself if you're playing two player with that wrecking ball move. But for the most part, it's very doable. And then the third stage is that you know that crazy racing bike level, which which I can do on a CRT almost any time, just because I played it so many times. It's it's all muscle memory at this point. It's like beating. It's almost like beating Tyson and 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 punch out. It's like I, I just trained myself for it. <laughs> um, past this, it gets it gets a little crazy. But this is a a straight side scrolling stage. So not like where the first stage is all like a double dragon type thing where you can mm -hmm. move up, down, left, and right. This is just two dimensional side scrolling, and there's all back. these like ice hills and snowmen that you get in snowball fights with these evil snowmen and uh, th this game's so brilliant it's so brilliant uh, and this is a really really I mean pun absolutely intended this is a really cool track so uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen here is Arctic Cavern from Battletoads by David Wise <laughs> from Battletoads for the Nintendo Entertainment System by the hopefully immortal, literally immortal, David Wise. Um, that one grabs me very well. Uh, I, I like that one quite a bit. I love how very it uses those very David Wise instruments. Like, mm -hmm. you can almost always pick out his stuff, uh, especially his stuff with Rare, um, for uh, just because of his instrumentation. Like, it's, it's got a very Wisdom Warriors 2 feel. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I think I I I love that track actually. Having I I don't have too much of um, what's the word? Uh, interaction with Battletoads just a little bit here and there over the years, but not enough to really remember this stuff. And I I mean I know the the speeder bike level just because it's so nefarious. Uh, but anything beyond that, obviously, as we talked about before, <laughs> is you know a, a moot point to me. Having never heard that track before, it's really really good actually. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm surprised at how much I really enjoyed it. Battletoads has a really remarkable soundtrack. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that so much of it is blocked behind so much difficulty. <laughs> such, a, such a terrible level, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 see, I've, I never hated that level. Uh, there's one part of the level that I hate. There's one part of the level that I think is just absolutely unfair. Yeah. And it's during the speeder bike. So the speeder bike thing's really, it's one of those just memorize it and you can be okay. Like it's one of those things that you just, it's the same pattern every single time. There's no mm -hmm. random effects. You can always tell what it is that you're doing. And it's just a matter of mastering that. 
Mm-hmm. There's this one part, though, where this exclamation point shows up in the corner of the screen, and you have to actually manually jump onto these platforms as they go by. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've jumped and like just watched my character fall, literally fall through the floor, because there's all this floor that you can't actually land on because it's not part of the floors, I guess, hitbox, you'd want to call it. Sure, yeah. Um, so there's all this, you you can't trust your eyes because it looks like you're landing on the ground, but you're not. Mm. You're just falling right through, and it's it's infuriating. I, I eventually did get the hang of it, but it's, um, bleh. It sounds like a fist would have been through my television, just knowing yeah. me. <laughs> it, it was uh, it's it is rather infuriating. But this uh, this ice level was was infuriating for a different level uh, for a different reason because uh, it is covered in instant death spikes. Oh, fantastic! Um, big pink instant death spikes that uh, that um I I'm only assuming intentionally uh, invoke the pink seaweed from uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh. It's just like you look at those things and you're just like, yeah, that's that's instant death spikes. And there's blue in the background and it's blue against pink. And I'm, I'm back in the damn level from uh, from Ninja Turtles again. And I'm having flashbacks. Oh, and, oh uh, man. It's tough. But, wow. you know, you get through it. A little PTSD right there. Eventually you get to climb on giant snakes and go surfing and uh, walk around <laughs> a spinny tower. There's so much weird stuff in Battletoads. I love it. I, I think I have to visit and revisit this game. I, I, you know what you should do is watch a YouTube playthrough. Save yourself some... I mean, obviously, it's fun to play, but it's, <laughs> just experience the game through through somebody else's controller. <laughs> <laughs> Save the misery for someone else. Seriously, like, it's... Right. it's uh, We should do it a pain in the ass-a-thon one of these years. <laughs> All right, back on the listener, listener request stage. Uh, this one comes to us from Jonathan Robert. Uh, who is the host of the Mutant Musings podcast here on geekade.com uh, and, uh, and quite the video game music lover himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he's going to be guesting on our show soon, but we'll talk about that later. Yes. Uh, he requested Winter. Uh, all right, so what he actually requested was Winter's Theme from Earthbound. Uh, and in my track list, I don't have a song that's called Winter's Theme. I'm assuming he meant the song that I have listed as In Winters There Is a Genius. Um, because that, to my mind, is the theme to Winters. So, uh, uh, Jonathan, if I picked incorrectly, I apologize. Um, the Earthbound soundtrack comes to us from Keiichi Suzuki and or Hirokazu Hiptanaka. Uh, I, again, I don't know exactly who worked on which track, I don't think. Yeah, I don't have a... My soundtrack isn't broken down by individuals. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Those, uh, obviously, Hip Tanaka is another one of my all-time favorites. Um, yep. He's another um, a legend on this show as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is a great theme. This is, uh, again, in a very different direction um, than what we've been listening to before. I guess mm-hmm. it's a little bit more in line with Frost Zone from Blossom Tales. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, a bit more pleasant, uh, whereas Frost Zone was very, uh, I guess, desolate and had just a, a certain sense of dread behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I find to be a, a, a much prettier song and in fact we listened to um we listened to a tiny piece of this on our smash brothers series because um this was one of the songs that was wrapped up in one of the earthbound tunes that we listened to Uh so uh, here's our opportunity to finally listen to the entire track so without further ado here is uh in winters there is a genius from earthbound for the super nintendo entertainment system Thank you. 
so uh, you were just listening to In Winters, There is a Genius from Earthbound, uh, with probably, I would say, the most smooth and unnoticeable loop I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> It was kidding. Very, obviously, that yeah. is a very abrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very off-putting. Honestly, I didn't know what to make of it. Having uh, again another part of my life, you know, robbed. Having no real interface time with with Earthbound, which is on my to-do list. Um, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I, I liked. I really liked the melody and and uh, everything that was there when it was there. Yeah, it's um. This is one of those songs that I I really really. I'm very attached to this, the main part of this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just when it starts trailing off into, like, you know, cat on a keyboard. That <laughs> gets a little weird. Um, it's just a, okay. That's All a right. pretty perfect analogy, actually. <laughs> Is it over? No, no. Right. Not. And now it started over again. Yeah. Um, but it really, it, it's, that's just, I would even, I'm not even sure I'd call it a complaint, um, but it's more of just a, something you notice when you're listening to it out of context. Yeah. Because Earthbound itself is so strange that this, you, you don't even notice this when you're playing, like how incredibly weird this is, because it's probably the least weird thing that's happening at any given <laughs> in time the, during <laughs> the game. So I've come to understand, yeah. Yeah, um, and it, it's, this is really a, a, a perfect example of the kind of music that is that fits so perfectly with uh, with, with what it is paired with. Um uh, Suzuki and Tanaka really understood what this game was when they were making the music. Like, there's just no no doubt in my mind that they had a true understanding of exactly the soul of what made Earthbound work, uh, which is why I think the the soundtrack is so endearing to so many people. Uh, and even though it's it's not something that I I turn back to a lot myself, uh, just to listen to individual tracks because just just to my ears on a personal level, it doesn't work for me so much outside of the game. But mm-hmm. within the confines of the game, it is it is it's, it's just near flawless. It's wonderful. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, several pieces from Earthbound, and uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people uh, herald the game, and you know, of course, I've heard a lot. Like it's a very, you know, off the beaten path, a little left to center, so on and so forth, and and um, you know, the the tracks all mirror that and so just like you said this the music with the game probably makes the most sense obviously uh detached from it um it's a little off-putting but i think it's a very beautiful piece of music um just just well done i mean you know hip tanaka how whether you know how literal or how much he had to do with it it's just a great piece i could not possibly agree more (laughs) Okay, this next one's a little weird, uh, and so is the game that it comes from. Um, this isn't going to be another listener request. This comes from us, f- comes to us from, and I apologize in advance if I mispronounce your name. Uh, this comes to us from Facebook user Angel Arturo Kuritomai Matthias. Sure, sure, we're going to do that uh, again. <laughs> all the apologies. I'm you know, sure I got that wrong. Real quick, Angel, if you've listened to this show before, okay. <laughs> You know, we got to take it all with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, you know not to take this personally. Um, uh, <laughs> Angel, uh, he threw this one out there, and this one just kind of grabbed me because... Uh, so if you all remember what it was like back with the N64, um, the extraordinary drought of games when this system first launched. Yeah. Like, just, there's just literally nothing. And I remember 
renting this game. Uh, the game, of course, being Mischief Makers, uh, which is a very unique game, and I didn't really understand it when I rented it, uh, and I never went back to play more of it. Um, but listening to this song, uh, I definitely didn't get this far. Uh, I can I can say that not not with a ton of certainty because this was I think a pretty early on in the track listing that I got when I I found this soundtrack. So maybe I did get here and I just don't remember it. But um, this game was weird. Uh, it was a two D platformer for the N sixty four when everything was going polygonal. Um, it looked pretty nice at the time, um, and it definitely has its own a bit a bit of a cult following. Uh, so the Mischief Maker soundtrack was done by Norio Hanzawa. Um, he's, uh, he's done some work with Treasure, uh, which Mischief Makers is, I believe, a Treasure game as well, but uh, worked on stuff like Stretch Panic, uh, Wario World, which was actually a Treasure game, Gunstar Superheroes, the original Gunstar Heroes, uh, a bunch bunch of good stuff, even, including, oh, Bucky O'Hare for NES. Castlevania The Adventure, and which Simpsons is this? Simpsons for the Arcade. Really? Yeah, Simpsons for the Arcade, the classic stand-up four-player. Would you look at that? That's that's outstanding. Keep Boy, the music for you. So this guy's had quite the career, and uh, yeah, this is a weird song. Uh, this song is called Mount Snow, and we're going to go ahead and give it a listen right now. Enjoy Mount that's Snow right. from Mischief Makers. Thank you. 
So that was Mount Snow from Mischief Makers, and hmm, I yeah, that's I, a. I had no expectations. Um, I never played the game. I looked at the cover of the game as you were uh, talking about it. I don't even remember the game. <laughs> so, so Angel, I I'm a terrible human being, I suppose. Um, but that was a very. Uh, I don't. When I use the word interesting, I'm sure it probably comes with a negative connotation. Like, oh, that was interesting. No, it was a very interesting track. Like. It was, wasn't it? It almost was like, um, it's very musical, you know. Uh, instrumentation was very strange, but not in a bad way. Well, I mean, particularly in the beginning, because yeah. you got that weird, like, squeaky sound, like, <laughs> um, what the it, heck am I it, listening to? But then these, like, really deep strings come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's got a very orchestral feel after that little, I don't know weirdo mouse solo (laughs) (laughs) someone's someone's squeezing the mice (laughs) for solo (laughs) i just (laughs) i i just thought of you know like the cartoons they have the the sea lion playing the horns i just see a human with a bunch of mice squeezing mice different pitches (laughs) if anyone who listens to the show is an artist I would love to see some fan art of like either me or Chris squeezing a bunch of mice to make music. Just just get on that. But anyway, you're right. The strings really, you know, you're listening to this piece in the beginning. Like you said, you get those weird little, I don't know if you want to call them sound effects or musical hits or whatever. And they, they sound very like what? And then the rest, the, the piece builds on itself a bit and, and it becomes this piece. It, it almost to me is reminiscent of like midway music, uh, not the company, but more carnival Cali- Calliope. As I say it, uh, Calliope. Calliope. Thank you. Oh my god, it's a, it's a late night for me. Calliope. Uh, Calliope. <laughs> his French cousin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of of a bit of a pipe organy carnival music. Mm-hmm, yeah, I, I definitely hear that, and I like that. Uh, I don't know to me personally if it invokes uh, so much of a um, a winter feel. Again, you know, we're doing this disembodied from the source material, so it's kind of hard to say. Uh, but I'm sure maybe paired with the actual visuals and gameplay. Yeah, you know, I mean, the song is called Mount Snow, so clearly <laughs> there's some sort of chilliness involved. <laughs> oh, so it's not just a clever name. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Angel, for that. Yeah, man. Uh, next up is going to be another one of my songs, uh, and this was another one that I had wanted to do for a while. I actually thought one year that we were going to do all Mega Man ice levels for uh, one of our winter specials, uh, but we decided against it. So I'm just going to go ahead and pull this one out of my out of my pocket. It's one of my favorite ice levels in all of Mega Man, from actually one of my favorite Mega Man games. And I understand a lot of people don't love love Mega Man Seven, but I am one of the people that adore Mega Man Seven. <laughs> Uh, and this comes, this is Freeze Man stage from uh, Toshihiko Horiyama of Demon's Crest, Onimusha Warlords, another Capcom fair. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is a, this is a very, uh, it's kind of an interesting, like, it's like a counterpoint to Chill Penguin stage, you know, uh, whereas Chill Penguin was very much, uh, it was obviously Mega Man music. Uh, and, and frosty Mega Man music. This is kind of the opposite direction. Uh, it is a bit more cheerful. Um, 
And it's a really, really wonderful tune, um, and I love it with all of my heart and all of yours, too. <laughs> so let's go ahead and listen to Freeze love Man it. Stage from Mega Man 7. Seven for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, and uh, I know you you like the the stereo effects. Boy, there are some great stereo effects in that one. I don't know that I ever really paid enough attention to those before. Uh, I don't I don't know how often I've actually listened to this soundtrack in headphones, but I didn't remember the stereo effects being so prominent in this. Yeah, that's the downside to um, playing video games prior to I guess kind of uh, the online you know, push. Um, mm. I know personally for me, when I play um, my Xbox, I have like a Turtle Beach headset and, you know, the game music and everything is piped in along with team chat and whatnot. So I get it all in the headphones. But, you know, prior to that, like how many of us were really playing our systems through headphones? Maybe some of us were through sheer necessity, but I think for the most part, I, we haven't. So you know, there are things we definitely miss, like the stereo imaging is, is certainly one of them. And it's great in this. I, I like really, I said, I love the use. Yeah, it's really it's it's really, um, you know, unlike where the, the chill penguin stage where it was like a lot of panning back and forth. There was just a lot of like call and answer where one part would come, yeah. in, you know, out of one side and the other part would come out of the other side. Uh, I thought that was really clever. And 
I don't know why I never really noticed it before, considering that this was definitely a game I played with my weirdo stereo setup back in the day. So um, it's it can't be that. Listen, your setup cannot be that weird because I've talked about this on previous episodes when when the Nintendo Power ran the article about how to get your uh, Super Nintendo audio out to you know some kind of auxiliary. I was on it and I had four speakers of <laughs> of you know doom. You know, so play it loud. Oh man, all day. <laughs> Uh, but regardless of that, just the general composition, I really love. I love this song so much. Uh, it's 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 again. It's got all that nice little frosty, frosty sound going on. But this is more Winter Wonderland uh, yes. than, than a lot of the other songs that we've listened to. This is a very joyous song, uh, and it's a beautiful level too. Um, you know, it's running around with like really pretty snowscapes, and you're fighting giant robot polar bears, and you go into like frosty caves, and it's it, it's a wonderful stage for a wonderful game. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you got the whole basic chunk of the song and then it goes into that really pretty, pretty, uh, I guess refrain is the word for it right before it loops. Yeah. Um, it's I'll just, allow it. I, yeah, I, I love that it has just those extra, extra parts to it. You know, it's, uh, one of those things where it could have very easily looped without it, but I love it when they just, here's just this extra little bit for you. Have a little, <laughs> have a little smile, just have that on us on, on, on Capcom. <laughs> Just slip that your way. I, I just, I, I could hug this song. The game was 60 bucks. <laughs> Smiles are for free. That's right. <laughs> Why do they let me have a mic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, good times. I so, see. Yeah, what, did you, what did you think of this one? Oh, I, I thought it was a fantastic track. I mean, I think I'm, it's really hard pressed for me um, to listen to any Mega Man soundtrack and really kind of say, like, this song stinks. Like, this is a really bad song. Of course, they'll always be like your favorite child and your least favorite child, but you love them, or at least you tell them you love them all the same. Um, and, and this is really no exception. It's another great uh, piece of music. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say that hasn't, you haven't already said, really. It, it, the, the call and response, love it. Big fan of, of that kind of stuff in music. I like, I like stuff that's a little underused. You know, the stereo panning, the stereo imaging, call and response, mm-hmm. fantastic um, thing you don't get too much in modern music. And maybe even some video game music, too. You'll hear it here and there. Uh, but in some cases, it's gimmicky. Um, composition's just beautiful. You know, Mega Man has a particular aesthetic. I always talk about the total package. You know, uh, robots fighting robots and stuff. So you still have to keep some level of um, energy. And it's there, uh, anticipation, action. It's all there, man. It's, it's just a, it's just a great track. You're darn tootin' it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad. All right, moving away from uh, uh, tracks that I picked, we're gonna get back to another listener request, and this one uh, comes to us from my good friend Mark Lawrence, um, and uh, he requested a song from Banjo Kazooie. Uh, which is a game that I have never liked very much, so I've <laughs> never heard this song before. Uh, but I do like Grant Kirkhope, who was this game's composer, mm-hmm. uh, who composed music for stuff like Killer Instinct 2, uh, Hat in Time, and of course, Ukulele, um, which is why he composed music for the Ukulele, because he's most famous for his music music from Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really don't know what to expect from this track. I listened to a, a very short snippet of it just when he uh, he posted it in the Facebook group, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna not listen to it and throw this into the uh, the the podcast. Ah, you so. took the mad approach. I did. I took the <laughs> I took the mad approach. So this is Freeze Easy Park. Uh, sorry, Freeze Easy Peak, not Park. 
because uh, I can read from Banjo Kazooie <laughs> for the Nintendo 64. Uh, and let's let let's see what it sounds like. Enjoy. something else that was that was so sold on its carnival vibe that it included a ding dang pipe organ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy no I, you know all right all right where to start uh i'll start by saying that was a really good piece of music oh yeah yeah i don't i don't want to sound like i don't like right it, yeah uh, we're, we're it was we're cracking wise but that was it's a... pretty on the nose, right? Yep. It's like this is ho ho jingle time. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, it even starts with like bells and... wind, wind whooshing. You know, like yeah, like you are on a mountain, yep. and I mean, you may as well be Santa at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you may as well be a dancing Santa because you've got the jingle bells, you've got mm-hmm. the, the 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 pipe organ, you've got a like this is a this is a if this doesn't take place in a carnival, I mean, I guess you know. It's Banjo Kazooie. The whole game has this kind of vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know what? It's very reminiscent of actually the second, the entire second half of uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's very sweeping, Danny Elfman. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, orchestration. You know, I got a lot of uh, reminiscent uh, vibes from from that piece of music, and and, and for the good because obviously, uh, you know, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas so beloved. I personally am a big fan of it. Uh, Danny Elfman, amazing composer. Um, 
But just a great piece of music there for Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, I'm never spent much time with the game because I didn't. Me it's either. Just not my flavor. Um, yeah. And thus, I didn't really spend much time with the music mm-hmm. uh, outside of the very beginning of the game, which I've heard like hundreds of times because we had it on our interactive at Funko Land back when it came out. Oof. Uh, so I've heard that the beginning of this game a lot, <laughs> but you know, it, it was a good track. I think one of the things that kind of weirded me out about it is the, um, the kind of first chunk of the primary melody is very, very similar to, um, another piece that Grant Kirkhope wrote for Donkey Kong 64, mm-hmm. uh, the is essentially do, I don't know. If you know the music I'm talking about, I'm not going to doot, doot, doot my way through the rest of the evening. But, um, <laughs> Grant, Grant Kirkhope is, is very good at what he does. Um, I, I dig his music. And this was a, <laughs> this was a cool track. Um, oh, I, man. I, I, uh, and I really like the name, Freeze Easy Peak. Yeah. <laughs> There's something, uh, you know, tongue twistery about it. A lot of ease. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, we have uh, the next track is going to be yet another listener request. This comes to us from Matt Flamger, who told me how to pronounce his name correctly. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks. He's clearly I've... a listener. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a listener. He actually <laughs> corrected me in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, wait a second. Yeah, you met him. I lost to him. You did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt's actually, he was, uh, we did a special at... Um, AVGC this year and uh, Matt we, Flamger we did a streaming uh, little trivia contest where yeah. you know the co-host of the Wave Back didn't know any of the music, so but Matt knows his stuff. But Matt knows uh, and Matt stuff. is a very big fan of Yoko Shimomura, and I do not blame him because uh, she has written some extraordinary music for games like Street Fighter Two, Kingdom Hearts Three, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, and many many more, and including yeah. this game. Uh, where this song comes from. This is Mario and Luigi Dream Team, uh, and the song is Lofty Mount Pajama. <laughs> this is another song that I have never heard before. Correct. Because Same I here. have never played this game. Yep. Um, so let's, uh, let's have a listen, huh? Let's give it the old gander with our ears. Let's do it. An, an, an ear and I'm tired. Okay. This is Lofty Mount Pajama <laughs> from Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Just hit the button. Enjoy. Just hit the Enjoy. button. Enjoy. Push the button, Frank. <laughs>
Okay, and that was Lofty Mount Pa- Oh, I, I wrote this wrong. It's Pajamaja, maybe? Really? Pajamaja? It look, yeah, I didn't even call you out on it. It looks like yeah. Pajamaja. I, I wrote it wrong in my notes, but I'm looking at the actual Pajama track here. Pajamaja. Pajamaja. Lofty Mount Pajamaja. That's <laughs> way more fun to say. I agree. And I'm so glad. Uh, but I'm is so it fun? Is it more fun to say than Freeze Easy? Ooh, Pajama Jaw or Freeze Easy? That's a tough call. Let that's us know. Keep, let us know. Keep me up tonight, man. You guys, you. you guys, let us know what you like saying better. Yes, vote with your wallets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Buy what something, that will you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That, that I mean, look, our goofiness aside, that, yeah. that was gorgeous. Yeah, all, all kidding aside, and I'm going to do it again. This was very reminiscent of, once again, Danny Elfman, but this time, Edward Scissorhands. There's a lot of chord progressions in there, mm-hmm. a lot of note choices. Yeah, 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 definitely. That are very similar to uh, particular pieces in uh, Edward Scissorhands. And, 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 of course, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I think it's a beautiful track, just a, just a beautifully orchestrated piece of music. Yeah, very, very, very nice sounding. Um, yeah, it makes me want to play this game. I've never even heard of this uh, Mario and Luigi game, and I and I'm gonna go seek it out now just to see this. You've part. never heard of Dream Team? No, I. Oh were... boy, Dream Team is the one where you're in Luigi's dreams the whole time. What? Oh yeah, it's it. I I wanted to play this, but I've, I've I'm so far behind on the Mario and Luigi games. I never even finished. What Super system Star is Saga, this for? The first one. This is a 3DS one. Uh, which oh. explains why the sound quality is so high. Um, it also explains why I've never played it. It, it does indeed. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, the 3DS ones, I, they've they've gotten pretty mixed reviews mm-hmm. from people, but the the consistent things that 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 you can say for these games is that the premises are great. Uh, you know, Bowser's inside story where you're inside Bowser, <laughs> 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 and of course, a Dream Team where it's like. Just all this weird stuff involving the Luigi's subconscious. <laughs> I really wanted to want to play these games one of these days, but I, you know, obviously, just throw that on the pile. Yeah, add yeah, that to seriously. the never-ending list. But yeah. um, no, I really, really dug this one. I really liked uh, just yeah. how dreamy it sounded, but yes. also how it was not without that kind of frosty feeling to it. That, that ethereal, again, that of, ethereal, very That's good the word. word. There's your ten dollar word. There for you the go. Thank you. Talk about voting with Have your a good wallets. night, everybody. Yeah, that's I'm it. It's not going to get any better than this. Nope. <laughs> Bye, Matt. <laughs> See you. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, really, really masterful. Uh, thank you, thank you, Matt. For yeah, f- not you, Matt. Matt Fanger. No. For uh, thank you for suggesting. I'm not trying to steal his uh, his thunder. Not it's not trying to steal his pajama jamma. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. That would just be that would just be rude and weird. Like, quite. He's a nice uh, guy. He's a nice guy. I, I like him. him. So, <laughs> <laughs> owe me a beer. Curses. All <laughs> right. Uh, so the next one is going to be our last listener request yep. uh, for the evening. Uh, it is another David Wise song. Uh, but it's one that I'm entirely unfamiliar with because this came from another game that I did not particularly care for. Uh, this is Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64, suggested to us by Barry Carenza. Um who uh, does things for Nintendo Fuse, is a Nintendo-centric website. Hmm. Uh, the song that he suggested was Frosty Village. Uh, this is another one that I intentionally didn't really listen to beforehand because I'm unfamiliar with it. Because uh, I know people swear by Diddy Kong Racing, mm-hmm. and this game did absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> um, 
And I think it was because, uh, I mean, I loved Mario Kart yeah, and I yeah. loved Diddy Kong. Uh, I didn't have anything really specifically against this world, but I just wasn't a huge fan of what Rare was doing at this time, mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of their stuff looked good in screenshots, but I just hated the way it looked in motion. Yeah. Um, and this was just, it was one of those things, like, I'm sure there's a lot of really good concepts in here. Like it's supposed to be like really open and it's got a quest mode and you can fly and all this other stuff. But I, I every time I looked at it, it just, it felt, it didn't feel good to play. Uh, and a lot of that had to deal with just how choppy it was. And, um, it just kind of boils down to the kinds of, you know, my, the, the kinds of sensibilities that I have when it comes to games that I like and games mm-hmm. that I don't, um, so I also, I really, I didn't know David Wise uh, was responsible for the soundtrack in this game. Um, that actually came as a bit of a shock to me because I, I guess I don't really, you know, I've looked up David Wise's, uh, uh, what's Birth the word of work. for? His, his, yeah, his, his credits and whatnot yeah. many times over. And um, I just, uh, I, I never really associated him with much on the Nintendo 64, but, you know, he was involved in a he wasn't involved in a bunch of stuff. So, uh, yeah, music by David Wise. Ain't no getting around it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just double checking myself while I was while I was yammering on there. Like maybe I'm wrong. Nope. It, music nope. by David Wise. There it is. It's so, the man, uh, the myth. Let's let's go ahead and give this a listen and see if uh see if it's David Wise music I like. Which chances are that's going to be the case. I'm I'm going to put my money on it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is going to be a good one. So here is <laughs> Frosty Village from Diddy. I can't not say it. Uh, I was working in a, a Funko Land when this game was out, and um, uh, a particular, a particularly ornery grandmother. Uh, <laughs> I love had, it already. Had this written down, a uh, handwritten on a Christmas list. Oh boy! And um, she came up to me and said, "Do you have Dippy Kong Racing?" <laughs> and I said, "I think you mean Diddy Kong Racing." And she's like, "No." I don't mean Diddy Kong Racing. It says very clearly here, it's Dippy Kong Racing. It's a different game. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't think that game exists. And she left with nothing because she was sure that it was not Diddy Kong Racing. It was Dippy Kong Racing. I mean, some grandson wanted it. She didn't want to disappoint. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But also, you know, well, I guess you can't always trust the guy behind the counter. But she should have trusted me because oh, well. there's no way that kid woke up Christmas morning with a handwritten box that says Dippy Kong Racing on it. <laughs> she probably said, you asked for Dippy Kong Racing. And he was just like, it's not, that's not a thing, Grandma. I hate you. Get out of my house. <laughs> wow, this went somewhere and I love it. Christmas morning was a sad day for that family. Ah, well. Probably, anyway, here's Frosty, never either. <laughs> here's Frosty yeah. Village from Diddy Kong Racing. Enjoy. Nintendo 64. Enjoy. <laughs>
All right. That was that was Frosty Village from Diddy from from Dippy Kong Racing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that was a freaking delight. That was not at all what I expected. Yeah, not not what I think of when I think of Frosty Village. No. Um, and uh, here's the here's the thing with that is like as it started. I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what I said as it started, but I just I just audibly said like, oh, so so this is what's going on. Like, yes, boy, I was not expecting it to be like that. Just kind of straight up goofball right out of the gate. Yeah. And I have such an intense dislike for the Nintendo 64's sound to begin with mm-hmm. that I was pretty immediately put off by this, but. Then it just it it just David wised all over the place. Like, it just <laughs> it just the way up he, after himself. <laughs> it, it just it turned into a David Wise song, and his the yeah. way his compositions work and just kept just hit me with these wonderful little pieces, and it j- transcended the awful awful instruments that the N sixty four was able to pull up. Just those terrible synthy MIDI sounds that it would vomit into yeah. your ears. Um, and really the composition just, just made up for like the, you know, the, the, the guitar sound is, is terrible. Yes, it it is. Oh boy, is it terrible, (laughs) but you know, it's very forgivable because the music, it's the, the song itself is, is great. It's, it just kind of went all over the place in in unexpected ways, you know? And I guess I was feeling kind of a bit of, um, you know, it started off and I'm thinking like Grant Kirkhope's Banjo-Kazooie stuff, Mm -hmm. um, but it is very much the I, I dig Kirkhope stuff, I do, but I vastly prefer what David Wise does. And and like you listen to something like uh, the soundtrack to Ukulele and it's so blatantly obvious which songs Kirkhope did and which songs Wise did. Mm-hmm. Um just because stylistically I feel like they're just, just so much more well put together. What's neat here is, but you know, before I said, uh, before we listened to the track, I was talking about how I don't really associate David Wise with N64, and I, I guess I'm not overly familiar with most of his work on that platform. And it's really interesting to listen to this as a midway point because um, I love his modern work so very much, where he's dealing with just really high quality instruments, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to hear some of that on our next track. But also, I'm so intimately familiar with his older works on NES and Super NES. So hearing this kind of midway point where he's really treating this because he's he's been opened up so much you know at this point there's he's not limited by the numbers number of tracks that he can really work with and so you're starting to hear his compositions be a lot more full and just this is what this is what he's capable of when he doesn't have those restrictions on on him and um it's really nice to kind of hear that that evolution and this was a really really good track so so thank you very much barry uh I probably this is another one I probably never would have given the time of day just because I don't really care for this game. Um but uh boy this was a really good tune. So yeah, big thumbs up from me. The uh the one thing that kind of stood out for me and I might be alone in this and and maybe I'll, people will have to go back and listen to it. But I felt like there were some uh melody lines or melody leads that were very reminiscent of walking in a winter winter wonderland, wonderland. yes okay, absolutely great. you're not alone i was oh, thinking the same great. thing all right cuz sometimes i hear things that are not there and sometimes i'm a jerk and i listen to songs even songs that i like and i make up words to them and i'm like that melody sorta and i start doing other things to it and i was like i hope i'm not i hope i didn't do that and then when it came around again i was like no i definitely heard that now i'm yeah. not i'm not insinuating or suggesting that the the line was lifted. I mean, there's only twelve notes in Western music, so I get it. Uh, but you know, if that's I don't think there's I don't think that's a coincidence. I would venture right. That I was gonna I, say 
it's probably it's probably supposed to be a play on that song. Cause... That's 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 pretty much where I was what I was uh, leading up to is like if that's my tie, uh, if that's how I tie this particular track again disembodied from the level it's supposed to be with. If that's how I tie it to the theme of the show, which is winter, you know, levels, winter wonderland and stuff, then so be it. And there's there's my connection. Uh, a, a goofy track uh, to some extent, but I think the Donkey Kong Diddy Kong universe is kind of like that. The music um, is is um, very integral to that to that universe, to that world and stuff. Um, and I think this song fits right in with Donkey and Diddy Kong universe. Um, I don't. I don't get too much of the uh, the winter stuff from it. Like I said, if if besides it being winter wonderland, yeah, yeah. Besides that, real big, you know, nod, uh, potentially intentional. But yeah, not, intentional. I know what you mean. Like not the stereotypical, like yeah, you know, yeah, freezy, twinkly kind of things. But there is a little bit of that kind of sprinkled throughout it. Yeah, you know, just enough to kind of really make it feel natural. Because I was watching a YouTube video of this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a very cleaned up one uh, running at like 1080p and <laughs> yeah. uh, slightly higher frame rate than I believe it runs on the 64 itself. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, watching that, it really does, does match up, uh, right. match up well. Well, it's uh, a go. solid piece. Yeah. But if I, if I, I, I have to say, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think it holds a candle to, uh, what the next David Wise piece will piece. Well, this will be, uh, our, our last song of the evening before we, uh, send you on your way. Um, and this is my last choice as well, uh, and it comes to us from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. You heard a little bit of this at the top of the episode, uh, and this is a wonderful tune called Frosty Fruits. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, I've mentioned on the show several times, is an amazing soundtrack. It also has a gigantic soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, which I, I believe you've probably listened to all of it by now because of the, uh, <laughs> the Waveback Awards. It's, it's been your homework, but... Uh, um, it's a th- this track I like a lot for a couple of different reasons because it starts off as something feeling entirely original, um, and then it does a callback to uh, "In a Snowbound Land," uh, which I believe is from Donkey Kong Country Two, um, but in a very very new flavor of it, like a very very different approach to that song. Um, so it's it's kind of this neat mashup of original composition and David Wise's previous work, uh, which this game did uh, several tracks of. And I think is is brilliant every single time it it, it happened in the game, uh, and this was definitely one of my favorites. So having an opportunity to throw this in here uh, for the winter special, I thought it was a a really nice way to end. Well, not really end because obviously we're going to end the night the, the same way we always do. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's right. Once a year, you have to listen to that song, or you, know, <laughs> you don't have to. You can always turn it off. But why would you? It's so good. Um, getting ahead of but yourself. Anyway, yeah, getting ahead of myself. This is uh, Frosty Fruits from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for Wii U and earlier this year, the Nintendo Switch. Enjoy.
Frosty Fruits <laughs> from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, <sighs> Matt, why don't you why don't you take this one? Because you know, I'll just I'll just word bar for a while. <laughs> you you go first. <laughs> Me go first. Okay. Um. Firstly, I'd like to say wow. Uh, secondly, that's a that's a beautiful piece. Um. It it ticks a lot of the boxes that we talk about a lot when it comes to winter levels. There's certain uh, audio aesthetics, you know, twinkling, um, you know, desolation. Um, Lots of reverb. Reverb. And it, a lot of it's in there. There's a lot of crystal-like sounds. You get these um, images, perhaps, in your head of, of crystal caverns, you know, um, ice blue, whites, and stuff like that. It's a fantastically uh, orchestrated piece. Again, another great uh, batch of, of instruments, you know, set together with these great melodies. Uh, you know, the, the more and more I hear David Wise music, you know, in, in throughout his career, we, we bounce around a lot, depending on the episode, depending on the game. We bounce around a lot, but his, it, I, I'm 
I'm very much with you in that like Dave Wise is just a fantastic composer and and creator and this is just another you know what would you say there's three tracks of his in this episode and you can see the gamut that he's run and every single time I think it's you know hammer right to nail and just just hits it right on the head right it does uh it's I remember the first time playing uh playing the level that this was in and um I actually now can't even tell you what the level was, but I remember <laughs> playing that level and listening to this music and, you know, thinking that it was very cool. Mm-hmm. But then when the, the in a snowbound land part came in, I was like, wow, that's really cool because they didn't need, he didn't need to add that, that part into it. He didn't need to make that callback, mm-hmm. right. but throwing that in there was just this wonderful extra layer that works completely and totally on its own, but especially works if you're a longtime fan of the series. Um, it's nice. It's it doesn't feel like fan service. It doesn't. It feels completely natural mm-hmm. as part of the song. Yeah. And because it's so different, you'd almost if you don't really know the song, you might not even know why it sounds familiar to you. Right. You won't pick um, it up necessarily. Yeah, because really stylistically, in a snowbound land, is very different from this. This has mm-hmm. a a much more of um, not really a, a dancey vibe, but you know, a, a lot more of a electronic vibe to it you know with like right. the, the repeating drum uh, like little bongo clip that's playing in the background mm-hmm. there because everything can use more bongos right <laughs> <laughs> speaking of callbacks hey hey uh <laughs> but it's it's got all these kind of like uh you know electronic music trappings uh on, on top of it but also at the same time all this very very uh wintry music yeah um, yeah yeah and it's it's just it's bloody brilliant. Uh, it's it's wonderful. And uh, I've listened to this song. This song's been in my regular rotation for uh, you know a, a couple of years now since uh, since Tropical Freeze actually came out on Wii U. So uh, I've listened to this song a, a dozens and dozens of times, and uh, it it sticks with me as one of the better songs on on an already outstanding soundtrack. That's a testament to the actual track itself to be on such an outstanding soundtrack. But to be that one song that you're like, this is the song, you know, this is the song you yeah. need to listen to. It exactly. really you know, it's, a lot. it's got all those really cool like, you know, where where it, uh, you know, it kind of drops out and you got the claps mm-hmm. you know, on, on every like, what is it? The eight or eight, the claps are only on the eights and that. And it just kind of like it's very dynamic where it just, yeah. you know, it's That's it's full enough. And then it just kind of drops out just enough to be really interesting, but always cons- a consistent groove throughout. It's uh it's a wonderful song, and it makes me smile. And what more do you need? Exactly. What more do you need? Well, I'll tell you what more you need is Super Mario Sleigh Ride, <laughs> which is what we're going to play you out with. But um, uh, I guess before we do our, our final goodbyes for the year, what did, what did you think of this episode, Matt? How, how did you feel? You feeling, you feeling festive? You know, as a person, and I might get a lot of flack for this, I'm not a huge Christmas person. And... The winter season is, you know, I'm one of those people that's not a huge fan of it, but there's definitely something about immersing yourself in some aspect of it that makes it a little better. And as this is my second um, episode, you know, doing winter levels and and the like, um, I feel that way. I may not be, you know, the most jolly fellow, you know, throw on a Santa hat kind of stuff. But this kind of stuff makes me go, yeah, there are aspects of of the season that I do enjoy. And so this is a, a reminder of that. 
Well, I'm happy to bring warm fuzzies to your cold pricklies. <laughs> you know I charge extra for that, right? <laughs> well, I'll take it out of my pay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yes, we had a last minute submission. Actually, it wasn't a last minute submission. It was a last minute ability to get the music. Um, Ferg of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast was able to get me today after I'd finished editing and everything. That's why it's just me and not Matt commenting on this. Got me the music to the Atari 2600 game Reindeer Rescue. Uh, it is absurd. It is delightful. And uh, I just thought it would be really cool to throw these tracks in there because I was I was genuinely bummed I couldn't use them in the show to begin with because I, I just didn't have clean versions. But as soon as I mentioned it to Ferg, he told me that he had uh, clean versions of it. Well, he had clean versions of the first three levels because, uh, as he wrote, I suck at this game, so I never made it to the fourth stage. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ferg, that you, that you only have the... Uh, the, what is it looks like the opening theme and the first three levels i'll just have to sit and wonder what the fourth level sounds like um so thank you for providing these tracks and we're going to throw them into the episode and then we'll just return to uh the episode proper enjoy absolutely gorgeous that was uh that was the music from uh reindeer rescue for atari 2600 it's not very often we get to bring up atari music on this show because well it's not very often there's atari music uh so i really do appreciate for sharing this with us um i know it's 
It's very simplistic. It's actually, I know there's not a ton of music on Atari games, but it's 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 far from the most complicated. But uh, it's always neat to hear what people can pull off making the Atari make music, because from what I've come to understand, it's it wasn't really well designed for that. Uh, it's very it's not very easy to get certain uh, notes to sound exactly on pitch, as as you probably noticed in the little version of Silent Night there at the end. But um, that was a, it was a fun little diversion, so uh, we're now going to bring you back to your regularly scheduled program. Thank you very much for listening and indulging, and let's get back to the rest of our show. All right, everybody, that's our show. Join us next time as we'll be joined by Geekade contributor and all-around super cool dude, Jonathan Robert, to discuss all of our favorite Mega Man series songs. And he's the um, guy, too. He's the Mega he, Man guy. He is, he is one of the Mega Man guys, yes, indeed. Uh, Geekade has a tradition of making January an unofficial Mega Man month. Uh, and one time we actually did make it an official Mega Man month. And uh, Jonathan and I have done competing top tens every year uh, for um, our, our, you know, just different aspects of Mega Man, like favorite robot masters, worst robot masters, etc. Et <laughs> uh, and this year we thought it would be nice to focus on some of the Blue Bombers music for a change. Um, so we're going to have Jonathan on and uh, each of us are going to talk about our favorite three Mega Man tracks uh, from the original series. I've already got my number one. As do I. Um, I think I might even have all, all my three already picked out, but you know, I'm going to give it a lot more thought. My number one is easy. Uh, all the rest of them, uh, we'll, we'll see where that falls in line. <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's really going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We don't typically yeah. have guests on this show, um, yeah. but we're gonna, we have a couple of them lined up for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's gonna be an it's it's gonna be an interesting take. It's gonna be fun to get a different perspective on uh, music besides just Matt and myself. Yep. Um, so there you have it. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of uh, the video games we discussed here today. And you can do so on the Waveback Forum page over on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information about our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always uh, still send us an email at mail at And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, and I don't remember if we mentioned this last uh, on our previous episode, but uh, in case you hadn't heard, we are doing an official awards show uh, this year. It's going to be our second episode in January. Uh, there's been team uh, of judges behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been listening to a, uh, pretty much every major game soundtrack release all year long uh, in their entirety. I've listened to hundreds upon hundreds of tracks. <laughs> Uh, many of which were very boring, uh, <laughs> many of which were, were very bad. Uh, but yes, I did listen to the entire soundtrack to Super Mario Party. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it, we'll, we'll there, I'm actually going to post something on um, Stone Age Gamers blog uh, in a little bit, detailing a lot more of the information there. But uh, uh, we're, we've put a lot of work into this. Yes. Um, a lot of moving and, parts. Uh, a lot of moving parts. Uh, we're trying to take this. I know this is a very small show. We don't have a lot of listeners, but uh, there aren't a lot of, at least to my knowledge, proper video game awards out there, uh, video game music awards out there. Uh, and I think it's such an integral part to video games Absolutely. that it really deserves the attention. So um, if I can shower some accolades on what I believe or what we all believe yeah. were some of the best music of the year, then uh, gosh darn it, I'm going to do so. So. <laughs> And who knows, uh, we'll, we'll turn this into an annual thing with your help. Indeed. So yeah, keep your eyes and ears uh, open for that. The first annual Waveback Awards are coming in January. 
So we're going to leave you tonight with the same song we leave you with every year because it's still my favorite piece of holiday <laughs> music of all time. It is called Super Mario Sleigh Ride, and it's by a wonderful band called The One-Ups. It's a mashup of Christmas music tunes and Mario music, particularly Super Mario World, uh, my favorite Mario game, and it puts me in a better mood every single time I hear it. So uh, enjoy your holiday season, uh, what is left of it. We will talk to you next year. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, and we'll see you next time.